Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of my podcast, There Will Be Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Ryan Holmes. And with me today is uh, a very special guest. He's actually been in a couple feature films. Uh, those include a movie called Driven, starring Sylvester Stallone and uh, Cinderella Man. Uncle Robbie, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? I'm Uncle Robbie. Uh, you guys can call me Rob, though. But uh, it's great to be on the podcast, Ryan. I've enjoyed uh, listening, and uh, I'm honored to be a guest today. It's, it's, I'm looking forward to this. Awesome. Yeah. So um, what movie movie will we be discussing today? Well, uh, we're going to be taking a look today at one of my favorite all-time movies, and that is Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. So... A little known fact about this, Ryan, I, I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to certainly take the reins away uh, early on, but no I do want to yeah. preface the discussion by letting you know that there's only two movies that I've seen in the theater five times, and this is one of those movies. <laughs> so, What's the other one? Uh, I don't really, I don't know that I should broadcast that, but um, it uh, rhymes with Schmitanic. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh yeah i saw that in the movie. i i like um i think that well i guess we'll get to this but i, I think that um i like epic movies I, I like long epic movies that you can sit down with a big yeah. thing of popcorn and and i think both those movies kind of fall into that category 100%. um but uh yeah i'm a big big fan of forrest gump yeah so you saw forrest gump in 1994 i guess how old were you when you saw that how old were you? uh well, I guess I was in high school still. I, I probably was about seventeen. Uh, I guess seventeen or so when I mm -hmm. when I saw when Forrest Gump came out. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I certainly don't have I don't have individual um, uh, memories from those different trips to the theater, but yeah. uh, I do remember that I couldn't get enough of it. And I, I really like just, um, there were, there's so many moments in the film that I look forward to. Um, it just kept bringing me back. And, uh, yeah. for me, I think movies are very much about escape. And so, um, I found that I could completely disengage and get lost in, uh, in that world of Forrest Gump for two and a half hours. That's, uh, that's totally true. I couldn't agree more. It's uh, it's a pretty incredible film that just it, again it takes you on that journey through the life of Forrest Gump, and it's a very very entertaining journey that he goes through. So many things <laughs> go on through with Forrest Gump. Uh, he just has so many experiences that are crazy, and uh, you know you want to be a part of it as much as possible, and you would love to be in that world too, which is so amazing that. The director Robert Zemeckis does, and even Tom Hanks does, is just makes that experience for you so entertaining. But um, yeah. I want to talk just to give a little. I'll give a little brief introduction to this film so to recap sure. of um, for the audience members. So Forrest Gump came out in 1994. It's directed mm -hmm. by Robert Zemeckis and written by Eric Roth. It is based mm -hmm. on the book of the same name by Winston Groom. Um, and this movie was. Just it obviously was huge. It was very. It was a big movie, grossing about uh, six hundred and seventy-eight million dollars at the box office. And usually, <laughs> dramas don't get that much recognition or money. You know, whereas like, you know, superhero movies and superhero movies weren't really out at that time. But say right. or action movies like Die Hard of the nineties and um, Batman for mm -hmm. an, another example were getting all the money. But Forrest Gump, you know, with the uh, 
almost $700 million. That's a lot. That's a pretty big deal. And um, so mm-hmm. this film stars Tom Hanks, Robin Wright, Sally Field, Gary Sinise, Haley Joel Osment, and McKelty Williamson, who plays Bubba. Uh, this film also won six Oscars for Best Lead Actor for Tom Hanks, Best Picture, uh, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Director, Best Film Editing, and Best Visual Effects. And this was the first film ever to win Best Picture and win Best Visual Effects. Because usually films that win Best Visual Effects are, again, the action films, action and adventure, and sci-fi, those movies. But uh, we can get into that more, the visual effects of this film, which are <laughs> pretty astounding. And they're pretty, pretty incredible uh, for that time, too. But we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but I think first we got to discuss uh, the great character of Forrest Gump. He is such an iconic character. And I don't know if you want to speak of that a little bit more, but um, yeah, you can go sure. ahead and just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Forrest Gump, I think that uh, one of the things that makes him so, so lovable is it's his innocence, right? Like he's, exactly. um, uh, <laughs> he, he's unaffected by social, you know, social mores. And he's, he doesn't think about reputation. He doesn't think, um, he, he, he's not sort of like so many of us do, you know, we imagine how we're being perceived by other people and we adapt our behavior accordingly. And Forrest Mm -hmm. Gump, there's none of that. He just is who he is. Um, and I think that he retained a certain level of, of innocence um, from the time he was a child and he brought yeah. that right through into adulthood. Now, so now he finds himself in these adult situations, um, but still retains that innocence. And that's not something that we get to, that we get to see um, very often. And uh, I think that uh, in the movie, they account for his IQ at something like 74. Uh, it like, so yeah, he, it was 75 or 75. Yeah. Like that. In the yeah. 70s. Yeah. So he, he was obviously, you know, he's a functional, he's a, he's a functional adult, but um, you're not going to be, you know, talking about uh, the issues in the Middle East or, uh, <laughs> you know, the best way to roll out a vaccine for that matter, to keep it, to, keep it topical <laughs> with, with Forrest Gump. Exactly. Um, um, I think that he kind of just goes with the flow. And, and I've, I've sometimes wondered if that the feather at the very beginning and the end of the scene is, is symbolic of, of kind of who Forrest Gump is. He sort of rides, he just sort of rides the waves, right? He just, um, he kind of goes where circumstances take him and, uh, and deals with things as they come up, but uh, yeah, totally. always with hilar- hilarious results and uh, often very, very heartwarming results as well. Yeah, another thing, I think his character is very, very, he's simple. He's a simple-minded mm-hmm. person, and he looks at what I noticed when I was watching is he kind of looks at the beautiful things in the world. He, he always has these quotes from his mom. He's like right. telling about my mama. My always says life is like a box of chocolates. My all uh, yeah. always told me that miracles happen every day. Some people mm-hmm. don't think so, but they do. And yep. he uses those to enforce people instead where most people, you know, they don't say, talk about their mama <laughs> telling their, like, explaining their uh, morals in life and how to be a decent human being. Uh, you know, you just, you do that in a way just by being yourself and not explaining it just by actions instead of, you know, saying words as what Forrest Gump does. He tells people about why, uh, yeah. you know, how to be and how, why he is himself and why he acts the way he does. Um, yeah. 
another thing with the the feather i think you're exact you're bang on with that like it, he it, it also talks about more of the f- film as like life is full of uncontrollable events i think and you know mm-hmm. in innocence is lighter than air and you know some things are mm-hmm. a result of luck you know he goes through so much chaos <laughs> and <laughs> and like fun events in his life and i think yeah exactly and that's the beauty of life too is just it, it, it you'll never know what's about to come next and mm-hmm. that's what's pretty amazing about uh forrest gump and his character too um right yeah yeah and he doesn't reflect on any of it like it's it's well he doesn't reflect i don't say he doesn't reflect because he is he's a contemplative person in spite of his uh let's say in, intellectual limitations he 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 does um he learns uh, and he shares lessons uh throughout the throughout the movie but mm-hmm. um at the at the same time um like even at the end of the movie w- when jenny is is showing him the scrapbook of him uh, as he ran across america for three and mm-hmm. a half years or over three years yeah and uh, uh he she's like i kept your clips and this is the time you were on the cover of this magazine and runner's world and all he's, he's doing is just staring at her the whole time because it's his jenny and he doesn't he doesn't get caught up on on, uh, his accomplish, it doesn't even recognize his accomplishments as yeah. accomplishments. They are just, no. they are just things, and he's just going with the flow. He's going like the feather. He's just going with it, and uh, he doesn't get hung up on any of it, which allows him just to continue that journey and, and with uh, of random events. Whereas mm-hmm. I think many of us would be very contemplative and think we'd rest on our laurels we would celebrate and uh that's that's just not part of Forrest who Forrest Gump is exactly it's when another example in the film is when he's he's running he just wants to run and people believe (laughs) it's like this insane thing like he's the like what is he thinking like why is he doing this he's changing people's lives even though it's so simple of what he's doing but it's hilarious how people are looking at him and seeing like how the, how incredible this man is for doing this and running you know and there's a guy that comes up to him while he's running he says like you've changed my life you know i got right. my life back together because of you and he also <laughs> another thing is he helps people create these ridiculous ideas you know the <laughs> the bumper sticker like shit happens he like yeah. helps uh That's with great. that and then the smile smile shirt he helps a, a guy yeah that and but have a nice day yeah it's hilarious yeah it is great, uh, and that uh, that same guy, I, I think it's the same character that is the first person to start running with him. That says, you know, For- Forrest Gump, I'd, I I'll, I'll follow you anywhere. And then at the mm-hmm. very end, he turns around, and again, he he doesn't do it for any reason except for he felt like running, and that's what he says multiple yeah. times. And then at the end, he turns around, he's like. Oh, I'm pretty tired now. I think I'm going to go home and yeah. uh, just starts walking back. And that same guy was like, what the hell are we supposed to do now? Like, cause they're trying to find all this, uh, all this other meaning in, in it that just Forrest Gump is not, he just felt like running. I just yeah. love the simplicity. I love the simplicity of the, uh, of the act and, uh, and the, and the sort of juxtaposition with all of his, these followers trying to find this deep meaning in something that it just isn't there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I think a character that really helps Forrest kind of express his, maybe not his true self, but another side of him, I think is Jenny. And mm-hmm. Jenny realizes, you know, she knows Forrest is very, very simple. And she understands that he is not uh, the smartest. And there's a quote when that 
she she doesn't want to marry him because mm. you know of herself too and Forrest asks her and he says this great line he says i'm not a smart man but i know what love is and mm. i think that he, that's another thing about Forrest is he's such a lovable and loving character he loves mm. everyone he's never he's never i the only person i really think he's rude to is that guy that um the people oh. that are like abusive to Jenny yeah of course that are rude to her right. and you know, everyone he treats with respect. And that's something that people thrive off of and, you know, are absorbed off of his character, I think. And, you know, mm -hmm. even, you know, Bubba and Bubba Gump and um, um, Gary Sinise's character, Lieutenant Dan, is mm -hmm. also, he's able to absorb that respect and, you know, that Forrest, Forrest you know, emulates throughout the entire film mm -hmm. at the beginning lieutenant dan is you know very very strict rude and you know he but forrest helps him through that which is and helps him become a more calm humble person and eventually he ends up marrying or uh being engaged to what i assume is like uh Vietnam, vietnamese woman and mm -hmm. that's kind of – obviously, it changes his character entirely. And uh, mm -hmm. Forrest Gump is able to do that, I think, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's very – you're right about – you know, he, he doesn't – even when Lieutenant Dan wasn't all that kind to him, he doesn't judge. Um, he doesn't judge people, with the exception of the folks that uh, caused Jenny um, – some kind of harm uh, as well. Um, yeah, so, but I, I think that, um, yeah, I think that his default um, is he doesn't judge people. And even when Lieutenant Dan was being uh, not all that, not all that kind to him, um, he recognizes Lieutenant Dan as someone that is, that is special and, and important to him. And so totally. and that persistence, like of just, of that non-judgmental persistence eventually wins Lieutenant uh, Dan over. But I think that, I think what the what makes the the character kind of endearing is that a lot of us we sort of mix emotion with rational thought and we we try to think things through and use sense you be sensible and whatnot but he is very Forrest Gump is very much driven by by emotion and I think that that it's brought mm -hmm. home by that line totally. that you that you mentioned um I'm not a smart man but I know what love is his emotional intelligence I don't think there's there's that much wrong with that yeah, maybe totally. his, his book smarts are not there but yeah. <laughs> he knows he knows he, he experiences all the same human emotions that that we all do and we see that multiple times throughout the movie yeah totally a hundred percent he's his character is it's been iconic for several years and i'm sure it will be iconic for another <laughs> hundred years it's it's pretty yeah. he's he's known throughout everything and it's such a it's such a quotable film too which <laughs> is yeah. he's, he's that that's another thing is the the great script that eric roth uh, adapted from the book is you know it has these great lines throughout the entire film that people are have been quoting for yeah. decades. It's like, yeah, it's that's a good amazing. point. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, and I remember like, I, I remember pretty clearly when it came out, I think it was very obvious to everyone that this was a blockbuster, like right. And a movie that had uh, an enduring quality, like right from the beginning, I think it was recognized, uh, was recognized as that. But to, yeah. to your point, 
about like all the the references made i think that uh it was very nostalgic for uh for several generations around the time that that it came out there were multiple whether it be my generation my parents or even my grandparents there were things that they could find in that movie that brought them back and made them nostalgic and uh to see it through uh, through forrest gump's lens yeah uh, was just kind of um it was fun to revisit i think a, a lot of that stuff even for me as a person that's born 10 years after the movie came out and you know i'm you know 50 i'm like is, uh, tons of stuff in the film is like from generations before me and even seeing <laughs> even seeing forrest gump meet john f Ken kennedy and say yeah I gotta pay. Is it's <laughs> it's hilarious, and yeah. obviously I know who I knew who John F. Kennedy was when I saw that movie as being sure. a very very popular and influential president, yeah. and um, also for being a history buff too, and all into American you know politics in that way. Um, mm -hmm. I, I remember seeing that and just thinking that was so neat and how they did that. And yeah. that goes along with the, again, the visual effects with the film too, I think, which are pretty endearing. And I think we should talk about the visual effects in the film because it's actually a pretty big, important piece of it. A lot of the stuff that makes the film so great is mm -hmm. due to the visual effects in the film, which are yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, that, that was certainly uh, yeah. the big story when it came out. It was the uh, uh, the ability to like to see uh, JFK um, interact in a. Um, it, it's not like they. It's not like they just uh, took. They did take some stock footage, obviously, but yeah. they didn't just uh, put different words in his mouth. They actually reworked his mouth so that he could say what yeah. uh, what he needed to say. But that at the time, I know today by today's standards, that's really not that big a big a deal. But at the time, it was really cutting edge and it was really exciting. Like, oh my god, how did they do that? And we all knew Gary Sinise. Like everybody knew Gary Sinise from of Mice and Men and all, all kinds of other uh, other movies. But now like to see gary to see the, the way that it was done at that time um now gary sinis has has no legs for half the movie that at the time was a big was a big deal it wasn't easy to do that effectively yeah. up until 1994 or so yeah, uh, yeah there's some really important like big deal things about that there's like there's little um you know small details that they have in that there's a scene where he's moving his legs across the floor after he gets after the new year's eve night right. with um the two Party girls the, yeah, yeah yeah and he there's a cgi table that they had put in there and so okay. because what they would do is they put the blue they put the uh blue covered all over on his on past his um knees Mm -hmm. And they do that and use that as a green screen or they, and they'd be able to digitally, digital, 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 oh my God. Digited, yeah. Oh my God. Dig digitally remastered. Yeah. Digitally, yeah. <laughs> and they'd be able to change it that way. And so they added in that CGI table. And so when he moved his legs, it, you would think, oh, how did they do that? Because yeah. there's a table there. How would he able to move? His legs would just be hitting yeah. the hitting hitting the table so what they did is they just added a cgi table in to make it look oh my god that's so interesting how can they right. do that? are his legs gone or what's going on and that's yeah. just a great small detail and i think that's one of the reasons why it won that best visual effects award at the oscars yeah um, 
That was a great one. Yeah, that 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 whole um, what they did with Lieutenant Dan was was pretty amazing throughout the throughout the movie. But uh, of course, I mean, we see their efforts towards those um, those special visual effects with every presidential encounter that Forrest Gump yeah. has throughout the movie. Like this, it was always fun to see a unique take on it. Uh, was it Nixon that wanted to see his mil- or Johnson? I can't remember. Lyndon that one. B. Johnson this, wanted to wanted see, to see his million dollar wound. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, and he's, uh, but yeah, and yeah, and JFK all the way through. Um, that's part of what made it so much fun. You couldn't, you were kind of looking forward to seeing what the next presidential encounter was going to be like. So. Yeah, and then he talks to Richard Nixon, and he kind of plays along with history too. He messes around with the with Watergate scandal, mm-hmm. and he he's able to when he's in the. You know, he, he talks to Richard Nixon about, and Richard Nixon, at, he rec- tells him, oh, no, we have a great hotel yeah, around here that you should much, stay Much in. nicer place. Yeah, yeah not, much nicer place. And even in the scene after, he, uh, he Forrest Gump calls, uh, I guess, the front desk, I assume, and, mm. you know, says, uh, I think there's somebody, there's people flashing all these lights in a room close to me, and it's giving me trouble sleeping trouble sleeping <laughs> and it's you know obviously that's a part of the watergate scandal with richard nixon too and it's hilarious it's yeah i remember finding out that um the actual name of the guy that picks up the phone um is i was like is it frank mills or i can't remember who's frank who's wills is. that's frank wills yeah. right who was the security guard yeah. that actually um sort of blew the cover on, or discovered the the whole thing and so that, i think that that's another thing that makes the movie so special is those attention to detail like and uh finding those little easter eggs that you find if you're paying attention that make it uh multi and uh, kind of keep you coming back yeah and there, there's tons of that in there even at the first i think scene where it's like from the perspective of a news camera or news broadcasting is when the african-american woman is going into the school oh and yeah that's in forrest gump she drops her books forrest gump comes in the middle of it and he go and he gives her books, you know, obviously, again, with that simplicity of him, he's he's never a racist. He has, you know, not, no, that con- concepts like that are well beyond, you know, beyond. Yeah, him. exactly. And so he, he picks up the book and he looks at the camera and waves to everyone. And then at the beginning, what even makes it better is just you see the whole scenario going down. And you just see Forrest Gump's head pop out like out of the crowd looking at like what's going on in here what's going on <laughs> yeah. and i, I yeah. die laughing because his ha- character is also quite comedic too he's oh. quite a comedic character yeah well that kind of like it, it sort of brings back uh brings you back or brings me back to a common debate about forrest gump which is which type of movie is it like so because you're right that i guess it it was classified technically as a drama uh mm. but it's, I mean, the comedic value is super high. There's action. There's, a, it's a, it's a romance story. Like it's, uh, so it's, it's hard to calling it a drama. Kind of, I think boxes it in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it just has so many. And again, I think that's part of the appeal because it takes you on this journey and you really experience everything from sadness and joy and love and disgust and like there's, it's all there in the it's movie. A hundred percent. That it's so true. Even. I, I like I notice when I'm watching say the scene where he's in the in the war when he's uh in Vietnam I can I feel like I'm watching a completely different movie than right. Forrest Gump I you know with the they have that great soundtrack too where they have like um 
all along the watchtower yeah playing that um yeah long, cool woman and and uh by the hollies or hollies and they, oh, they just got a ton time. of ton of great uh music in that too a great soundtrack that is and that's another thing about the film is they, they got that incredible soundtrack there's almost always a song from yeah. that generation or time playing over it was while the, while the acting is going on yeah it was perfect i mean the uh the, i had the the soundtrack to it when that movie came out it came out as a double cd uh, yeah. so ba back then so it was a big thick case and uh um but that Man, I remember going to our cottage like uh, many times and just in the 90s. And that was like it, regularly in my CD changer was the soundtrack to Forrest Gump because it's such a great cross section of, exactly. of rock and roll and in uh, the way that it's used as well. Um, like, for example, uh, right after, I think it's just after Jenny, when she was contemplating jumping off that building uh, yeah. and uh she the guy that she's with is is passed out i think he's high and passed out on the on the bed and she gathers up her stuff and right as she opens the sliding door and exits it's the doors playing like uh as you walking out the well no the for you right oh. leonard uh, freebird was uh, was playing while she was up on there which oh. made me which made me fall in love with that song like yeah. that so that scene was so like epic and like whoa and like just the with the guitar and the chorus and everything was awesome yeah, but totally. later when she's walking out on the guy they they time it with the doors um it's the love her, baby what your mother uh would be very upset because i'm sure she could name that song in a second but right as she's exiting it's like as you're walking out the door and she's walking out the door like they just they just sort of weave it all together perfectly so and also yeah exactly same with the song freebird it's it has to do she wants to like she talks about having now she wants to fly away at the mm -hmm. beginning of the film too and so that perfectly yeah that's right that entire thing with the song it, it, her entire emotion and she also when after she forest saves her from the strip club after she's getting yeah. heckled and water tossed on her uh she like looks out onto the off the bridge and she says just like don't you wish you could just fly away saying yeah. something like that, along the lines of that and, and that's another part of her character she just wants to fly away from yeah do you think i can fly off this bridge and yeah. uh and then at the very end of the movie they kind of bring it full circle and as as uh, forrest is walking away from her newly dug grave uh all the birds fly into their tree at, at the very end it's oh. like it's kind of uh i don't know it brings one it brings the flight and the birds like one more time back where they all come to jenny's like to their tree right above jenny's grave so yeah it was yeah, kind of uh, interesting that's yeah. really cool yeah Totally. There's a there's a whole bunch of, again with the I was before as we were talking about the sequences, you know, where it, it, the entire film uh, theme I guess can be changed, you know, with those little sequences you know, when he's in the war, and you know also when he's uh, say as a child, it's completely different. Those two whole ideas, you know, there's even like that little kind of section where he's a football star. It reminds you of some like <laughs> Gene Hackman movie or something as, yeah. a, as a head coach or, um, right. or, or like, yeah. remember the Titans is like <laughs> right. that. Exactly. Right. And Robert Zemeckis, again, very, very popular director is mm -hmm. good at doing that type of action especially with back to the future oh and, yeah yeah films like that and uh 
he also yeah castaway he directed too and yeah um, he's done a bunch with tom hanks hey eh? um they've yeah. got a pretty long even um what was it polar express i think is a yeah. bob zemeckis film yeah. which uh of course he does the he's the yeah he's the conductor the engineer yeah, yeah um yeah yeah it's it's pretty he does a great job at emulating that uh emotion through you know music is a big yes. part of it and visual Huge. effects set is is great um mm -hmm. but yeah i think that's just a, a pretty important part of the film i think is those little pieces that he's able to add and i think that's what the reason they won best picture and mm -hmm. i don't know when when it came out Mm -hmm. Was it a very was it a very different film than what you've seen before, or was it because it could be similar to other films, in a way? But like when you saw it, what was have you seen something like this before? Have you no? Seen I remember it standing out. Like I I, I remember it being, um, and I think again that was sort of the the appeal to it. But I I think that um, obviously there's been period pieces or there's been where we've revisited uh, his, certain historical events, but. Um, having something like that, that's not a time travel movie of some kind where you're actually going through, um, and, ex and reliving all of these, uh, these cultural, culturally like iconic events, mm -hmm. um, and done that way with, with Robert Zemeckis's vision and, and Tom Hanks talent, and then mixing in the soundtrack. I mean, there really wasn't anything quite like that, but it was also, I think at the time when it came out, Again, there was this contrast between, um, like, if Tom Hanks had just won best the best actor Oscar for Philadelphia, yeah, uh, the, the previous like the previous year, and so it was really um, that it, it was an, a really interesting contrast to see him playing this character because we knew Tom Hanks so well, like we know know him so well, and sometimes. I guess that's one of the marks of a really good actor is that even though you know them so like entirely well, when you watch De Niro, you're not thinking, oh, I'm watching Robert De Niro. And when you're watching yeah. Tom Hanks, you're not thinking, oh, I'm watching Tom Hanks. I'm watching Forrest Gump. But at the time, like it was fresh off of like Philadelphia, he just won that. It was the, his first big dramatic role after being a comedic actor for so long. Yeah. So it was interesting to see him go back from this very sophisticated, um, you know, this very sophisticated man in, in Philadelphia to this... I don't however you want to yeah however you want to define him in, in Forrest Gump it was uh it was unique in many ways and uh, but I think that I think that the experience of the film was somewhat influenced by what we had just seen Tom Hanks do in the past and what he was known for right yeah it totally like when he first when Tom Hanks first started acting I guess he was in comedic roles and from what we know him today he's he's like mm -hmm. America's dad I guess is, is known as like he's the mm -hmm. he's that super nice guy mm -hmm. uh, everyone wants to be friends with obviously but at the time I assume he he was a big actor but he was still coming out of the shell he's still I think so yeah uh, yeah I, I don't I, know I mean obviously with Philadelphia that kind of broke him out even more but i think big the film big yeah. like completely yeah. that that was the movie that really got him started but he's still you know coming out as an actor he's still yeah i mean i he still wasn't i don't think up until philadelphia i don't 
I can't picture him in a non-comedic role or like, I can't think of anything. Like I, I, I saw my favorite movies from the eighties and early nineties were Tom Hanks movie. The money pit I, is one of my favorite comedies of, of all mm-hmm. time uh, starring Tom Hanks. But, uh, um, but yeah. And I, I would, I, at some point, maybe we'll have to do, like, if you'd ever do a podcast on this topic, I'd, I'd love to, even uncover um, how he got that role in Philadelphia. Cause I'm sure there was a lot of other actors that were probably being considered for that role. Like what, who yeah. would think of Tom Hanks as being the person that is going to play this, you know, homosexual man dying of H dying of AIDS. Um, like at that time, very controversial topics, very yeah. heavy, heavy topics and uh, how quite a, what vision it took to think of Tom Hanks. But uh, all of a sudden he was the biggest A-list actor you could think of and uh, who better to slide into this role and for Forrest Gump. And I'm trying to remember, you might, you might recall, Ryan, but I know that there was, um, as with all movies, there was other actors that were considered for that, that role. I do know, yeah. There was, a, there was actually, you probably won't imagine, a lot of comedic actors wanted to, right. uh, were up for the role of, or um, were asked to play um forrest gump and right then it was bill murray was one bill of them. murray yeah john travolta oh my and, gosh eh? and i think that i mean that came in 99 1994 so I'm, that would have been like a pretty risky because at this time john travolta wasn't really a big actor yeah except i, I mean he, he i mean he like yeah, but... pulp fiction came out the same year so right. it would have been like filming would have been maybe at the same time so pulp fiction wouldn't have came out yet yeah and so and then chevy chase was yeah. another one chevy it would have been chase. hard to it's always hard to go back and picture that right it would have been a completely different film if it's chevy uh, chase and i think a hundred percent and uh it's in, i read somewhere that uh the author of the book was it Winston? You mentioned his name. Winston at the end. Groom. Winston, Winston Groom. I, I did read the book as well. That's how big a, a Forrest Gump fan I was. Yeah. So I, I picked up the book and read the book as well. But uh, I read somewhere that he um, always envisioned John Goodman for the yeah. role. Yeah, I read that too. And Bill Paxton was also um, one of yeah, his Bill Paxton uh, first choices uh, for the role. And yeah. maybe I could see maybe Bill Paxton being like, he's a, he's a, pretty, yeah, he's pretty versatile, yeah. but you know, Tom Hanks, he'll, I think they got the, they got it on the mark there. I think they, I think so. They, they hit it perfectly. It's such an iconic role. Mm-hmm. Totally. There's some, okay. yeah. So if you, we can, um we can take a break though now and we'll be okay. back in a little bit. So in a few seconds, but looking forward to it. All right, welcome back, everyone. Robbie and I are—I think we're going to start talking about just some of our favorite parts of the film in general. You know, there's tons of memorable scenes that everyone loves and everyone can quote, and there's definitely lots of quotes in this film that uh, are still today. I think—I I don't know if you can agree with me. This is probably top five in the top five, probably the most. I don't know what number it is, but it is one of the most quotable films of all time. It is definitely yeah. up there. There, no there are some great quotes in this film. Um, you know, obviously, as I said before, life is like a box of chocolates. You <laughs> never know what you're going to get. Um, oh, stupid uh, is a stupid does. Stupid yeah. is a stupid does. I remember being very confused by that one for a while. Like when I, when I, at least when I first heard, I'm like, 
What exactly is he trying to say when he's a I still stupid? don't even know what it means. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think. Uh, well, I, I've come to the conclusion, and there's you know, there listeners here could be like, "You goofs!" It's obviously means this, but I think it's it's more that um, you know, usually he he would say that anytime somebody insulted him or was was mean to or, or, or insulting his intelligence. And yeah, he would say, "Well, stupid is." Mama always says, "Stupid is as stupid does," and I think it means that well, you're only as stupid as the way that you act and and what you do. So, like you making me, uh, in some ways, um, you calling me stupid is is basically, you know, you're the you're the one that's 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 ignorant, you know, yeah. what what you're doing. So I think it's kind of like. Um, I think it's basically like that stupid is as, as you're as stupid as what you do. I think that's another way to, to, to sort of say it. So, yeah, percent. Um, I could yeah. be totally wrong though. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it's all, it's just, I bet you there's tons of, there's tons of different like perspectives and ideas of what it might mean, but yeah, no, it's a definitely a, an idea for sure. I, that makes sense to me, but yeah, yeah another quote I, I love is, um, he goes, uh, yeah, from that day on, I was running. Yeah, right. He's got that <laughs> thick accent in there too, which is just hilarious. I I, I love yeah. it. He's so he's so proud. That's the moment where Forrest Gump is actually proud of his running, and he's like, "They that's, was my magic shoes." Or he's that's like, true. Yeah, he was really proud. Of it. Remember, he's like, "Yeah, but a lot of people wouldn't believe this, but I can run like the wind." Like he he he's sort of. You're, <laughs> yeah. There are moments where he's like. He is proud of himself. Yeah. He takes simple pleasures, right? Yeah. Like where he's proud of himself. That accent, though, is I think probably what makes a lot of his lines so quotable. And uh, um, in terms of like my understanding of like how where he actually got the accent, I think there was some debate on on what accent that, he was yeah, supposed exactly. to do and whatnot. And uh, my understanding is that um, he he basically listened to the child actor that played him in the yeah. early scenes of the movie. And that's how that kid actually, like in that movie, in those scenes, like on the bus and when he's getting his leg, his magic legs and all that, that's how that, that child spoke in, yeah. in real life. And so uh, Tom Hanks kind of listened to him and he's like, well, I want to carry that sort of carry that forward into, into adult and into a, uh, whatever the adult character. And yeah. so it's kind of interesting. Well, yeah, because, um, in originally Tom Hanks didn't really want to have that thick accent. Okay. And Robert Zemeckis, he's like very, he's like, he really wanted him to have that accent. And right. I think another, but another long part of that is he copied the accent off the child actor playing mm -hmm. Forrest Gump too. And he's originally from Alabama too. Yeah. And that's where he got that accent in Forrest Gump or uh, Tom Hanks. What he did is he's just like, he just, he asked him, he's like, what is your, uh, what does your dad do for a living? And he's just like, he makes grace like that. He's, and then he's like, <laughs> oh, he's like, right. they go in all sorts of proud ducks. And I heard that on a Graham Norton interview and I thought that was hilarious. Huh. And he just copied it off like that. And that's yeah. great, eh? Because you, you always imagine that there's just there's some epic like the this oh this resulted in you know I, I don't know like we did uh, major research and we spoke to a linguistics professor that indicated but no it's always something simpler much simpler than I heard this guy talk like this and I I made a whole character around it you yeah know, you exactly. hear those kinds of things all the time but uh, yeah it's it's pretty cool but definitely like his yeah the the accent that he brings to it I think is what makes one of the things that makes it so quotable I don't know that some of the lines would be as memorable if it wasn't said the way that he says it right so yeah and not only does uh 
Forrest Gump have a lot of quotable lines where he, you know, he talks about his mama, you know, mama always said uh, tons of lines like that. But Jenny has probably one of the most iconic lines that's used like every time somebody runs for something. It's run, mm -hmm. Forrest, run. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, I've used that oh so many times uh, as like maybe not as much today but uh when i was younger in public school I, it's every time somebody's running is just you, you yell that or something like that totally i think it, that that one clicked into pop culture like really quickly after yeah. after after that movie i've even used uh that's my boat like i've done that like we have the boat at the water obviously and yeah. so i use that sometimes and after that ridiculous scene where it smashes into the dock and he's just yeah. like oh, that's my boat you know and yeah I just, I just love it and yeah another funny thing about forrest that i love is every photo that he's taken is with his eyes closed he had every <laughs> photo that he's in so like in the magazine with him in where um forrest shows like the lady you want to see a photo of lieutenant dan uh, <laughs> and she shows he shows the magazine and <laughs> lieutenant dan's like he's just smiling in the wheelchair and forrest has his eyes closed completely i like, noticed uh, that but you're right yeah. he always has his eyes closed like yeah, yeah i guess right. yeah well that's just i think a part of his character he seems like the type of guy that can't would blink when the yeah, camera blink, but, <laughs> Not bright light and flash yeah exactly and when yeah. there's that giant um that giant box cut out of him for the oh yeah for the ping, ping pong, pong. Yeah. and he, he's closing his eyes in that too and he's got his eyes closed completely and it's it's pretty yeah. funny actually yeah and it's pretty great there, yeah another great line uh, is um lieutenant dan you got your magic legs he's so, <laughs> something like that i'm not sure if that's the exactly but he's magic has, legs. Yeah, yeah magic legs yeah and i think that's yeah it's awesome and lieutenant dan so um you know more realistic as a character he's very sad all the time and um yeah he, he's lives in the real world more so uh, right. uh and he he doesn't like um uh, obviously force forrest gump's life is very very positive for the most part right. and whereas lieutenant dan's isn't and so he balances that like realisticness with uh forrest gump and he's just like i know that you idiot and oh that's says, one like, of my favorite lines i yeah. was thinking about that too ryan like earlier that that whole uh that whole scene i well i was thinking about that scene for a few reasons number one it's one of my fa favorite when when he's driving by in the shrimp uh, on the shrimp boat and uh he sees lieutenant dan sitting on the uh, uh sitting on the on the pier there uh and this is a perfect example of how most of us we blend emotion with rational thought and whatnot mm -hmm. but here he is he's completely driven by emotion he sees his friend lieutenant dan on the pier and walks doesn't even jump he just starts walking and like walks off the boat uh, and like to start to, to get to Lieutenant Dan, because in that moment, all he wants to do is be with his friend. And so, yeah. uh, and then he climbs up on the water and he's like, Lieutenant Dan. And he, and uh, Gary Sinise's uh, Lieutenant Dan says, well, I told you if you were ever a shrimp boat captain, um, I'm, I'd be your first mate. So here I am, you know, uh, try out my sea legs. And, uh, <laughs> 
And Forrest Gump was like, well, you, you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. He's like, yes, I know that. It's just like, it's those little, it's those little comments, I think, that I find the funny, even funnier than some of the big punchlines. And I, that's the case for me in a lot of movies. It's just the the delivery of those those little lines. Like, yes, I know that. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't have legs. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I just, there's so many things I like about that scene. And then yeah. after that, and then you forget about it. You're like, what happened to the boat that he jumped off? Sure, <laughs> sure enough. It just like oh, plows totally. into the, the dock behind them and the scene is over, but it's, it, yeah. it's great how it brings it around. I yeah. love, it's pretty, uh, there's a lot of, there's just one line or one sequence where again with the, where he's training for the war and the drill sergeant, he like force comes character oh yeah he's really yeah, almost yeah. perfect for the wool war as he you know he just does whatever he takes yeah. everything literally and he does whatever he's told he's being in, in, like he's well that's the credo too it's don't think just do don't think it just do it and that, yeah that's what forrest gump has been doing his whole life he doesn't really necessarily think a lot about yeah. it or contemplate <laughs> but he 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 does it so i think you're right it's like i think that's what made him such a good soldier is uh he just did what he was told and that's what he was good at exactly and i I love that scene where he, the drill sergeant goes, Gump, what's your sole purpose in this army? And he goes, to do whatever you tell me, drill sergeant. And then the drill sergeant goes, God damn it, Gump. You're a goddamn genius. This is an outstanding answer That's I've ever heard. The best answer I've ever heard. You must have a goddamn IQ of 160. You are a goddamn gifted, Private Gump. <laughs> That's great. I know. Then when he puts the gun together, like, super quickly. Yeah. Private Gump, why did you assemble that gun so fast? <laughs> Because you told me to, Drill Sergeant. Jesus, Christ, this is a new company record. You're going to be a, ge a general someday for us, <laughs> Private Gump. Yeah, so, exactly. So. It, again, and then they, he's told again at the beginning of the film that he's an IQ what, uh, 75. And then he's told by the Drill Sergeant, he's like, you must have yeah. a goddamn IQ of 160. It's kind of <laughs> a little irony there. It's it's hilarious. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. It's funny, like you always wonder on that movie when you think about his intelligence, about what he thinks about it, and if is he self-aware and whatnot. Because a lot of the um, the movie, he just he's using those one-liners that Mama gave him to defend himself and to just sort of like you know this is obviously what Mama told me to say. But then at the end of the movie, you kind of realize you come to the realization that he is very self-aware about his uh, his into his mental limitations when he meets his son for the first time and asks Jenny, uh, he chokes up, like he chokes up asking, like, it's hard for him. He can see the lump in his throat. This great mm -hmm. acting by Tom Hanks, but he's like, is, is he smart or, or, or is he? And then she cuts him off. He's like, she's, he's really smart. He's one of the smartest in his class. And like, you can see the, yeah. and oh, it's my, not, oh, man, I, yeah. I think it's as much pride as it is, he's not going to have, my son's not going to have to go through what I went through and, and to be made fun of and to be put down. Like, but it, it was a really, I don't know. It was a telling scene when you become, yeah, he is, he is self-aware. Like he's, he, he knows his limitations. That scene for me, that's another really iconic scene. If we're, since we're talking about, you know, scenes that are really important. Mm -hmm. I think that is, that's a very, very iconic and that, you know, I tear up a little bit just seeing that mm -hmm. and seeing that, you know, yeah, he's got that lump in his throat. Say, uh, is he is he smart? And it's mm -hmm. oh man, it, it just oh, like it's... you feel for him. You know that I and you know if I were in the same situation, I'd want my child to be 
you know, have, I, I wouldn't want him to any, have any disadvantages in life, like yeah. the way he did. And yeah. he would not want, he probably wouldn't want him to go through the same childhood that mm -hmm. um, he had, you know, with the yeah, braces exactly. or in dealing with bullying and, but I think, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's what makes it so emotional for him too. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. It was, a, it was a really special scene and like how quickly um, he falls in love. Like at first when, when Jenny, since we're, since we're diving into the scene. So when Jenny tells him and he starts backing up, he can mm -hmm. see he's overwhelmed with the information, with the news. Oh yeah. And, and I think that your first, uh, the way that she responds to him is that you, you don't have to do anything. You haven't done anything wrong. It's like trying to put him at ease. Like, Hey, don't, don't worry. Like, it's not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to smack you with uh, mm -hmm. child support or like whatever else, but like you weren't clear about what, what it was, but he was just overwhelmed uh with the with the ha with the shock and the happiness yeah. of it because he said what do you think and, and he's like i think he's the most beautiful thing i've ever seen like it's uh yeah yeah it's i get emotional true. thinking about it too it's pretty <laughs> uh it's it's intense and i think it it's i honestly ryan i i don't know obviously i watched the movie for this podcast um but i don't know that i'd seen it I don't know that I'd seen it prior to the birth of my children. Uh, and like, so I have a six and three-year-old, as you know. And mm -hmm. and so, yeah. but I don't know if I've, I've watched it in the past six years. Um, I've seen it many times, obviously. But mm -hmm. yeah, but I think that that whole scene brought new meaning to me. And I sort of, I could get in his, his head a little bit uh, more just uh um, well, but that, what that connection really means and how, how overwhelming it can be. So um but yeah no I, I like i like that scene even though it's getting to the point in the movie where like uh i know the credits are coming soon and i know the epic story is about to is about to come to a close but yeah uh, it's still a, a really a really nice scene well it's a new life i think at the end it's the same it's that scene at the beginning of the film where he's off to school for the first day and yeah, yeah and that's right. he, he experienced he with the same bus driver too and it's a new <laughs> life. And, and, yeah. you, you like that whole idea of that you know his maybe his son's gonna go through that incredible journey that Forrest went through and the story kind of lives on and that's what is great about the film you see a new generation of gumps i guess is yeah going on with his son and it's also great that forrest gump's going to be able to be there to be on that experience with his child too which is yeah incredible too it, it is and it's the it's the happy it's the happy ending in spite of the sad ending like uh, mm -hmm. because you know it wasn't i don't know i don't know if you call it, it if do you call it a happy ending i'm not sure because like the only thing every break so. every say I, I guess so every segue in the movie it is it comes back to jenny and so it's true, yeah it's it's um he did get to marry her it's it's sad that he didn't get to spend the rest of his life with her but mm -hmm. he he has this connection through through forrest jr that will you know he'll carry with him the rest of his life so i, I think it is a happy ending yeah i think 100 percent because mm -hmm. I think I think Jenny Jenny's uh her legacy kind of lives on with Forrest and her she'll be remembered as you know only for the happiness about her and the and the great things about her and I, yeah. that's the good thing about Forrest is he he doesn't look at the bad things side of people he looks at the great part even you know as Jenny is you know dealing with uh you know addiction and abuse mm -hmm. Forrest finds a way to bring light into her life all the yeah. time and i think that's what happens at the end of the film is 
she's finally happy again Mm -hmm. and even even though she's dying she's with the person that she's Mm -hmm. meant to be with Mm -hmm. and so is and so is forrest gump he's with the person that he wants to be with uh, that he he he's meant to be with i guess and he's also with this child too that is has also a little part of it has half of jenny in her yeah so and in the in the child yeah and so yeah which is right yeah which is that that's why i think it's a happy ending even though she does die which is obviously very very emotional and sad Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. think that um the fact that there's a new they they were happy together in the end you know seeing each other not far away from each other is that's you're good, right but yeah even though she died we got closure on that on that mm-hmm. our that storyline like we got she he got we wanted them to get together and we wanted jenny to stop screwing around and like doing like being with the wrong people and mm-hmm. all this stuff and uh like we wanted it to to happen even if we thought that maybe it's not realistic you know but uh in the end we did get that you know mm-hmm. and uh yeah she he was the I don't know. She had this, the, the, the two lives were so opposite, like, uh, you know, between Jenny and, and, and Forrest. Um, and I guess that that's part of the, the, why the, the movie and the relationship is interesting because they're leading these completely uh, opposite lives uh, in so many ways. And yeah. I, I know there's some debate about, you know, you know, like every analysis of every movie some people try to find politics in it and is there political statements and and whatnot and um you know i i I do know that there's some people which i'll be honest i didn't come to this conclusion by myself but in sort of as i've I've grown to know the movie and i've done my own little bit of research on on the movie as well um there are a lot of people that said it's staunchly conservative that it's it's a very film yeah um totally I never really thought of because I I'm a very liberal person, not, not conservative. And so mm. um, it's it sort of, it doesn't, it's not that it rubs me the wrong way, but it's not quite, it's not the forefront of my interpretation of the character or the film, but you could say the way that, you know, with his values and what he, the way that he approaches things um, maybe that's very different than the, uh, protesting uh, black, you know, a Black Panther Party uh, sort of, you know, what Jenny is, the hippie mm-hmm. that Je- Jenny yeah, was, exactly at the other end of the spectrum. But I don't think, I don't know. When I think about conservative ideals, at the same time, I don't know that that is you could really define Forrest Gump and under in that and through, yeah. in those terms. The thing is, because for me, is Forrest Gump doesn't seem like he his character is so. You know he's 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 neither left or or right. No, he, no. his character couldn't be because that's what the idea is that like say Tom Hanks's character is the conservative with the you know a, a all American football player you know <laughs> yeah uh, you know war hero all sure. of that he's um you would assume and he's from out uh, you know he's a he's from red state Alabama and he's, he financially right. successful. He achieves his fame. He <laughs> lives in this giant house with, where, you know, he has, um, uh, you know, he has a black maid, I guess that's a, kind of a part of it too. But like, I, mm-hmm. you know, his character is, yeah, it just, it's not, it, it isn't, it's I not defined along can, those lines. Yeah. yeah it it doesn't, it's it, not exactly. your, your stereotypical um like yes he 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 was a war hero but he wasn't for war like he didn't support 
um you know he's completely neutral yeah exactly like when he's doing the protesting he's like he's just like all right i'll i'll like yeah whatever whatever they want me to do i'll do yeah exactly but no you can continue what you're saying sorry well no i I, and i i think that uh even you know i i i kind of discovered or i saw it I, i don't know how accurate this is maybe you can back me up on this but it was the quote of what he was actually saying into the microphone with abby hoffman um uh, at the uh, at the capitol like when remember when they 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 forced him in front of the mic and yeah uh, and abby hoffman the abby the abby hoffman character was like tell us about the war uh, and, mm-hmm. and uh and then the other army dude comes in and sabotages and pulls all the cables out but apparently um he did have a script that he said and it was something to the effect of um, in Vietnam, you know, sometimes like when you, you go, sometimes you come back home to your mama without uh, legs and, and sometimes you don't come home at all. And that's all I have to say about that. And like, yeah. that was, and that was like it. So it was kind of like a reference to Lieutenant Dan and a reference to Bubba sort of. And mm-hmm. then, and that's all he had to say about that. And then the, all you, you don't even get to hear that really. And then Abby Hoffman comes in and said, right on brother. you like, you said it all. It's just, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, uh, but I don't, I, yeah, again, so it'd be hard to say that it's a very conservative, it's a very conservative film. Like I don't really, I also choose yeah. not to think about it in those terms. It's just a good movie from my perspective. And yeah, I, I'd rather right, not, yeah rather not contaminate it with by trying to yeah you shouldn't try you should, you should never try and get politics into these types of films like, unless it's a political movie i mean like it's and i just don't think that there's um, parts of it that are political but not, for for sure yeah for, for sure that's it, not it the is. point of the film though that's not the theme of the film it's not no it's it, no i don't think so it's i don't think it's necessarily trying to make a big statement but uh no, I don't know. I, I you know that Zemeckis, or the writers or the director had that intention. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing is like I, I because what I would th- assume is most people in Hollywood are, are liberal for that matter, and mm-hmm. I would assu- mm-hmm. I would assume that maybe Robert Zemeckis maybe I, I I've never heard anything saying that he's conservative, but that might not even be the point. But mm-hmm. it could be the writer uh, itself. But I, I don't think. Mm-hmm. no i don't think it, it has anything to do with that but i understand where people can see it from that perspective but yeah i, I don't know i don't think so I yeah think fair enough yeah um i'm with you yeah totally another th- thing that i noticed about the film when i was watching is like there's a you know for the most part forrest gump has a very happy life he has he he's he, he like he's wealthy he, he's like you know with the he's successful in the war obviously with the he gets the medal of honor um mm-hmm. he's uh, he's on the he goes to china to compete for uh <laughs> in ping pong uh yeah. he, he has a successful shrimping boat business but you know he loses very three very very important people in his life uh mm-hmm. bubba um his mom his mom and jenny which Mm -hmm. is it but i think those three characters and those are kind of maybe not i think they're kind of the three acts of the of the film uh that's each each death kind of begins a new act you know Mm -hmm. he goes at right after college he goes into the war and Mm -hmm. then bubba dies and then after all of the ping pong and Mm -hmm. shrimping he his mother dies and then at the yeah. very end his um right at yeah. the very end jenny dies and that kind of develops a story too with the 
three important deaths uh, mm-hmm. to Forrest Gump's character. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's easy to lose sight of the all the loss, all the death. Like when there's so much, it's broken up by so much hilarity and uh, mm-hmm. like unexpected turns and and fun nostalgia that it's it's easy to sort of forget that. But in that sense, it's a it is a, a sad tale in some ways. He loses the three three most important people to him in his life all die at yeah. some point during the movie. So um, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. I, I I know that that last scene where he's choking up over Jenny's grave is uh, mm-hmm. always gets it always gets me. Just seeing yeah. just the acting and like the way he crunches up his mouth and he's trying to stop himself from yeah. from from crying. It's just uh, it's powerful. Yeah. And uh, oh man, you just know by that point of the film, um, you just know how much he loves how much he loves Jenny and how yeah. uh, uh, just how that must have rocked him. But yeah. Especially after finally getting her, uh, you know, finally marrying her. And anyway, but yeah, uh, it's it's totally. Uh, you were saying along the lines of how you get you you get caught up of um, the idea of kind of missing these important deaths because of the hilarity. And I think a big part of that, which I I don't know if you uh, agree with me with this, but what I really find uh, what what I noticed when I was watching it is it's very very like quirky is not the right way to word to say but there's like the timing and comedic timing is such an important part of this and i think you mm-hmm. know there's just these quotes after another that are um that he just says out of nowhere and he's the accents are so strong and there's people always having these like one-liners all the time and meeting new <laughs> people you know he's getting into these ridiculous situations he's like and something came up and bit me. And then he's like, ah, <laughs> something bit me <laughs> like that. Like, that's like, you know, that he, he just, he, he states the line. He's like, what happened? He's like, something came up and bit me. And then he like says it himself in the film. It's right. like, it's right. like that timing and the, the way it's uh, executed oh, is, yeah. makes it so, it, it makes it so much better. And I, you know, I, I've, that's one of the only films I've seen, like that i think it's um i wonder if i wonder if that was one of the reasons behind the the casting of tom hanks in that role like when we talked about it before about how he was known as a as a comedic actor primarily before um philadelphia and then in philadelphia there's really nothing comedic about it um very dramatic um Mm -hmm. and so maybe that was part of it it's just like we've got a character here this is a, technically a drama, but it's very comedic as well. And mm-hmm. we need an actor, uh, an actor with that comedic timing. And that's so uh, true. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that was the big motivation for, for Tom Hanks because there was such a strong comedic element to the film and who we know that Tom Hanks can pull it off. I mean, geez, he's the, uh, he's the expert, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. There's another controversy that I, I find really interesting. So, we, we can discuss this because it's pretty debatable and there's a big debate behind it. But so Forrest Gump won best picture at the Oscars. And that was a 1994 was a huge year for movies. You know, the mm. Lion King came out, okay. Shawshank Redemption, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. So, wow. yeah. so, so Forrest Gump won best picture, but people are, were pretty upset. Maybe not, at the time but a lot after hmm. about if shawshank should have won or pulp fiction so hmm. do you think 
Forrest Gump deserves the best picture win or do you think Shawshank or oh, um what a great question or um Pulp, Pulp Fiction? Fiction win yeah okay um these are that's a really good question uh Ryan and obviously I've seen the, all those like I've seen Shawshank and Pulp Fiction many times and I'm a big uh Quentin Tarantino fan um you know obviously even before Pulp Fiction I'd seen Reservoir Dogs and like I I I sort of uh um I think that uh Pulp Fiction was uh, really special right and from a filmmaking perspective mm -hmm. um it was a, an important one um do I on the whole, as a movie, like it really depends on sort of, I guess, how we define how we, how we define best picture. Shawshank has to be up there in the sense that it's also one of those kind of epic movies that kind of goes through multiple sort of chapters yeah, and like different different time uh, time periods and whatnot. Um, and the acting is like so strong. And of course, even today, like Morgan Freeman's narration is like a, it just Morgan Freeman's narration is a narration voice is a, is a, a cultural icon, right? So yeah. it's a pop icon. So, totally. uh, and it all really stems well from, from Shawshank Redemption. But um, I have to say that in terms of I think that what in terms of what I would define as be, as best picture, like for me, it it needs to hit a variety of different emotions, take me on a, a take me on a ride, um, and kind of leave me wanting more at the end. Uh, mm -hmm. But also feeling like there's closure, but you also you don't mind watching it five times in the theater. Let's put it that way. So yeah. I just I would have a hard time uh, making a case for Shawshank or Pulp Fiction um, given the fact that it was Forrest Gump that I went back to the theater four more times to watch yeah that's true um, so I don't know like what how do you define I don't know what what are the criteria that you use to define best picture and I don't actually know for that matter does the academy have a playbook they're like oh well it's this it's uh, you have to have or is it just feel is it just opinion well, there's so many people in a part of the academy academy that you know vote and judge what movie deserves best picture, and you know it, it also I feel it seems Forrest Gump seems like the type of film to win best picture too. It's got that it's got that historical element to it that is like a you know that's always going to boost you up to win best picture if you look in history, you know. A, half the movies that win are all history pieces or period pieces so mm, yeah and so i think but it's a little different because um you know it, it's it's set only like the it's bet based in uh like the last part of, portion of the film is set in 1982 mm. that's only like saying like it's only 12 years before when the film came out so you know you can't really describe mm. it as that history film or define obviously it is but it's uh mm -hmm. you can't define it that way but it's uh it's a tough decision man like i i i don't know it, it's hard to describe which way they would how they would do it because it is they're all they're three in great movies they are they really are they are they're all they've all affected me like yeah incredibly but Obviously, if you had, yeah. 
had you asked me in 1994 though like what uh like what uh, what do you think uh, is the uh best like it's or well i guess it would have been the february 95 or whatever when the oscars were held but uh you know what do you think out of those three then i would have said forrest gump because of the impact that it had on me and because how much it got like i said i bought the book i read the i read the original book i uh, i bought the soundtrack i listened to it all the time in my car um and you know i gave the movie theater more money than I probably ever given maybe even again Titanic's up there too but uh yeah. but it's kind of like um yeah I don't know I I think it, I would have a hard time defend or saying that oh no but yeah Shawshank would be the best picture though like I I don't I don't have the uh yeah I don't know it it hit it, it it resonated with me too much Forrest Gump to mm-hmm to give the other two serious thought but I without taking anything away from the fact that those are incredible films yeah you're uh, yeah I I I know there's they're almost they're almost flawless like I think you know I look at Pulp Fiction and I see a near flawless film it's pretty it's pretty incredible there's not one scene where I'm not on the edge of my seat and that's the difference between you know Pulp Fiction is this gritty crime movie that's mm. doing this non-linear storytelling that's very very um script developed like story uh, like uh, it's script driven instead mm-hmm. of say plot driven or uh, mm-hmm. you know it, it's very and that's what i love so much about pulp fiction is also that it's got that quentin tarantino uh feel to it whereas shawshank redemption yeah, yeah it's like this it's a story in that and it's a lot more it, it's a lot more dark i think than forrest gump too and i'm uh, a fan of those types of movies um uh, mm. I, I think it, 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 that's a movie that's really really character development based too it's where you see andy dufresne go mm-hmm. through so much uh a very very different lifestyle and same with morgan freeman's character he's going he's changing completely and mm. you see that in and then also the ending of shawshank redemption oh, it's the best it, it's the best it, it's it'll captivating what's an yeah. yeah it's it's amazing and that i think shawshank probably is the best ending out of all the three oh man yeah. oh it's, yeah it's tough it's tough i don't know man because it is i think i think pulp fiction's got that awesome ending too where they're walking in with the guns and they put them in the shorts and listening ah. to that like uh that hawaiian or that um that surf music too at the end yeah it's, just, it's great but it's it's tough that but you know pulp fiction has or quentin tarantino has a way of keeping you his movies you're kind of like like you're sort of bracing you're waiting for something like to happen the whole time and uh, very often they do and it's violent and it's crazy but you know it's coming and so you're kind of it's uh, like the uh the drinking the milk scene and in inglorious bastards when you know what's his name uh the german actor um Waltz. Well, it's Christoph Waltz is like, he's just, he's so eloquent and polite, but you just know he's a Nazi and you just know like stuff's going to go, go down here and just waiting for it to happen. And uh, so he, you know, Quentin Tarantino has a way of keeping you on the edge of your seat, um, you know, throughout the, the movie. And I think there's an element of that that isn't there in Shawshank Redemption or, or Forrest Gump for that matter. You're not yeah. like, you're not bracing yourself waiting for like uh, something just crazy to happen so uh which you're constantly are with uh uh with quentin tarantino films but uh yeah yeah we definitely got to do a 
a Pulp Fiction and a Shawshank Redemption podcast. Uh, oh, they're worthy yeah. for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think now it is time for some uh, fun, final fun facts about this movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Tom Hanks was not paid for this film at all. So instead he took percentage points, which ultimately uh, gave him, he eventually finished with $40 million uh, not too bad. Is, yeah, not too bad at all. Not too bad, especially at all. for 1994. Like that's probably more than double what the the highest paid actor. I think there's somewhere oh, maybe getting 20 million, yeah. 20 million, like. A, but yeah, it's uh, that's a crazy number. It's kind of like George Lucas's approach. Didn't George Lucas also take a similar approach? He took yeah. uh, to he finance did. it. He's like, just give me points. Like, give me a, uh, a lot of back back end, that, yeah. right? So it was. I know. Yeah, Keanu Reeves also did that for the Matrix, and that oh, blew yeah. up. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, smart guys. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, the Good. line, my name is Forrest Gump, people call me Forrest Gump, was ad-libbed by Tom Hanks while filming the scene. And and Robert Zemeckis liked it so much that he just decided to keep it in. Isn't that great? I love yeah. that. I love those yeah. things. That's that's really cool. And um, when Forrest first learned to play ping pong in the infirmary, he was told the trick <laughs> is to keep his eye on the ball uh, by another soldier. And if you, I mean... You know, obviously you've watched this film a ton of times and I, I don't know, you've probably noticed this, but after that, if you, you, you'll never see him blink. There's not a single time when he's playing ping pong that he blinks. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's an interesting one, right? I'm going to have to go. Uh, why? I, I hadn't noticed <laughs> that before. I do remember when he held the, the ball in front and he was moving the ball back and forth. And like, right after he said, you got to keep your eye on the ball mm-hmm. and you just saw his eyeballs tracking it and tracking it. Next mm-hmm. thing you know. Uh, but yeah, I never realized that he didn't blink again for the rest of the movie when he was playing ping pong. That's pretty yeah. great. And then, uh, yeah, another thing, the, all the ball, the, like the ping pong balls that they're using, are completely cgi too they're they're just like when he's he's just faking it and then they have the noise added in when he's like doing it too there's like a cup obviously like the first scene where he's just like easily playing but like when he's all doing like like back and forth like crazy is all it's all cgi that but i mean right yeah that's so good it's awesome yeah definitely um um yeah and so there's an attention to detail thing too yeah um as you said before with the frank wills he's the actual guard on duty during that night okay yeah um he was the person who discovered the break-in and he was the one he called when uh when they're talking on the phone um i think that's really cool and i think that one of the um if uh one of the other little details um that i i kind of discovered when i was doing a little bit of my own research was uh um the 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 scene in the in vietnam during the ambush um Mm. it's interesting because they indicated that um like the enemy and you might remember this but the enemy is never seen all all of a sudden the rain stops the sun comes out and next thing you know a bullet goes flying by and one of the guys is taken out and the and it's on but you never actually see uh the Viet Cong. you never you never see the enemy throughout throughout the whole thing and it it led a number it led a number of uh, Vietnam veterans to kind of rate this as one of the more accurate combat scenes in movie history, uh, because they say that it's always very sudden. Usually the enemy isn't seen and it happens really quickly. So yeah. like, uh, I thought that was like, you wouldn't necessarily think of Forrest Gump when you, when you think about the rich history of war movies, you wouldn't think of Forrest yeah. Gump being the one to have that big feather in its cap as having one of the more realistic, uh, battle scenes, you know? Yeah. Um, I know, yeah, another interesting thing, when Lieutenant Dan 
first meets Forrest and Bubba in Vietnam. He says, you must be my FNGs. And I always thought that was like some um, term in, just in the army that they use, like for, um, right. I, I, I don't know. I thought it was something, but it, it stands for uh, FN new guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No it's idea. funny. <laughs> I didn't know. Well, I had read, it's funny. I read a book within the past year um, based, it was a military based book. And I had first for heard of that acronym FNG, FNG, but I'd forgotten them until I rewatched the film. And I heard him that you must be my FNGs. I, I never picked up on, on that prior. Like what I thought the same thing. Oh, it's some military acronym. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. And another cool thing, Kurt Russell did the voice of Elvis Presley. Oh yeah, in the film, which is it's pretty cool too, and he, he even played Elvis in a film directed by John Carpenter, um, in 1979. How about you, that? Yeah, how about that? Eh? Yeah, I didn't actually know Kurt Russell had any, any uh, anything to do with this uh, this film. Which is, I was just talking about him because I rewatched the movie Deepwater Horizon, and uh, I was yeah. talking about how good uh, his 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 role was in that. He's he's mm -hmm. pretty solid. Yeah, um, David Allen Greer. Ice Cube and Dave Chappelle turned down the role for Bubba. So Ice Cube refused to play an idiot. That was the reason he refused to play the role. And yeah. Dave Chappelle thought the movie would bomb. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I don't know about David Allen Greer, but it's it's pretty fun. That's ridiculous. Ice Cube as Bubba. That'd be pretty funny. That'd That's be hard to imagine. Like I'm trying to think of like uh, the arc of Dave Chappelle's uh, career, but in 1993, whenever they shot this in '93 yeah. or whatever '92, like that that he was in a position to turn down a movie because <laughs> like uh, I don't know. That amazes that amazes me. But to picture Dave Chappelle in that role, oh my oh my gosh, that's so that's yeah. so great. I could see it. I could see it. I could see Dave Chappelle as Bubba. He could probably pull it off. I mean, the guy's yeah. a genius but yeah. uh but i don't know and it's funny because the the era the, i thought about this when i was watching the opening credits of the the movie and the, you're like okay tom hanks gary sinise robin wright you're like these are very well established and famous actors mm -hmm. um and then uh bubba's uh and i you have to forgive me i i, I can't remember his name that's the that's kind of my point is that his name came up and uh, I'm like, who's that? I'm like, I, I don't recognize that name. And so I, when the movie was done, I waited for the credits to roll and the cast credits don't come until way later. Anyway, um, and sure enough, that was Bubba. And yeah. I, I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think I've ever seen Bubba in anything I have not, no, else. I have not. I, I haven't either, no. So you have to wonder like what it was like for him, like when they were shooting the scenes together, had Tom Hanks already won his Oscar for Philadelphia? Yeah. And like, what must that have been like for this, what we would consider a no-name actor to have so many side-by-side -side, side scenes with uh, with Tom Hanks? And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think yeah, he did totally. a great job. This yeah. the shrimp stuff is great when he he's going on and on about the different kinds of shrimp. And then at the very end, yeah. he's like, uh, grilled shrimp. Yeah, that's it. That's about it. And yeah, then they, just, they look at each other and they just keep working, keep struggling yeah. with the toothbrush. It's yeah, like that's you did a great job. I bet yeah. you, I bet you can't guess. L two uh, audition for the role of Bubble Bubba was uh, Tupac Shakur. Tupac? Yeah. Oh my gosh! No, I did not know that. That's yeah. uh, That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing because yeah, because uh, yeah, like none of these guys. Maybe it's because you're so used to the character, but Bubba was a big dude. Um, at least that's how he comes across. It's difficult for me to picture even Tupac, but like Dave Chappelle in that role, and and uh, yeah, it's so interesting. Right? Yeah, mm. um, almost 
and uh, this this one like kind of I thought this was so interesting was almost all of John Lennon's dialogue from Imagine from the song Imagine is in the film. So when yeah. he's talking, they use you know no possession, you know what? no, no possession, religion, no religion. Too. Yeah, it's easy if you try. Well, it's That's, easy if you try. Yeah. yeah. I, I know I clued into that as well. Like it's basically the the song, but it's kind of in some ways giving for it, like for, the movie gives Forrest credit for a lot of stuff. And uh, I guess that was the movie giving credit uh, for the lyrics to imagine, like, right, yeah. which is uh, which is pretty great. And so many of those characters, in, in addition to the people that he lost, it's like, oh yeah, a few a few years later, some somebody decided that he shouldn't be, anyways, and he ends up getting shot. And that there's like many people that he meets that, uh have a well, yeah a, he, untimely yeah, he, end he describes famous people as just like oh this nice man he's like oh yeah that nice man i met at the yeah. white house it was shot not that long after he, yeah know, and he then his brother was killed yeah. uh, was shot in a in a hotel kitchen it must be exactly. tough being brothers you know yeah, yeah. so yeah, totally yeah but uh the, i think that pretty much sums it up we've been here for a while talking about forest gum it's been a lot of fun uh, yeah, it has been. Thanks a lot, Ryan. It, it's, no problem. Uh, it's uh, it's been fun to peel back the layers and and revisit a movie that meant so much to me. Uh, yeah, totally. For, for so long, I, I hadn't. It was it was fun to revisit. As I said, it had been a few years since I'd actually sat down and really watched it. And I'm gonna have to look up the the rating or at least figure out uh, what age I'll be able to uh, you know get my girls yeah. in front and watch that movie because you know I, I want them to experience the some and of the stuff yeah, that was so important totally to me. Totally appreciate it. Yeah, that you want them to appreciate it just as much as you did as uh, when you were their age or uh and at that perfect age yeah i mean i know you were 17 i guess or 18 i'm not sure when you saw it mm -hmm. but like I, I remember seeing it when i was i was probably like 10 mm -hmm. eight or 10 or 9 something okay. like that when i saw it and i just uh, i had never seen anything like it before and i i was so fascinated the dialogue was so different from when me watching say Marvel movies all the time and uh, <laughs> all those action Star Wars movies and it's just a, such a different film and so I kind well, like, and it changed it changed my perspective on film forever I, I think yeah I think that's well said and I give you credit for the fact that you know sometimes I talk to people and I'll say oh, have you seen this like well it came out before I was born I'm like geez, if I only watched movies that came out after 1977, I'd be missing a pretty big swath of oh, good 100%, stuff. So, yeah. uh, so good for you for, for searching. I, I mean, obviously you're passion, passionate about film, but uh, good for you for searching these, uh, these things out. And uh, it's also mm -hmm. a testament that, I mean, I wasn't around for most of the stuff that was referenced in that film. And uh, you, you obviously don't need to be to, to appreciate it. It's oh, still no, totally, just a yeah. great story, right? Exactly. Yeah, it is. Uh, such an iconic film all of my friends even the friends that you know watch like a like a movie a month will mm -hmm. they they've seen this and they they've they know the lines they they love forrest gump they'll always say oh i love that movie that's such a great movie <laughs> that's and, good and that's i i'm happy that they appreciate this movie really well too and and but yeah it's really good yeah, it's, it's nice a, to know that kids you're at, well, you're basically my age when I first saw it. So it's nice to know that it has that kind of staying power and it's mm -hmm. as uh, as relevant to, to you guys as it was to me. Oh, 100%. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining me, Robbie. We definitely have to 
come on again for another episode. We could talk about uh, Pulp Fiction and Shawshank. And- Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, Driven, uh, anything you want to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, but, totally. uh, it was a It was a pleasure, Ryan. Thanks yeah. a lot uh, for, for having me on. All right, yeah. All right, guys, make sure to follow on Spotify and Amazon Music. Check out my Instagram at There Will Be Movie Reviews. Uh, and make sure, yeah, you can download these movies, share them with your friends, tell everyone, your family. Uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, can't wait to have you got, have you got somebody, uh, have you guys listening next weekend? That'll be a lot of fun. So, all right. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah. Thanks again.